Let's bring in the man of the hour. Barry Trotz. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How tough is it? You don't get to do the home-and-home series very much in the course of an 82-game season. So how tough is it? Because when you think about it, the playoffs is the only time you really you know, see the opponent night in and night out. So how difficult is it when you have to face the same team twice in three nights? Well, I, I think, you, you know, when you, when you face a team, you know, in sort of back-to-back situations, uh, you know, the first game sort of dictates how the second game sometimes will go. If it's a very chippy game, you know, it's going to carry over into the into the next one. If it was maybe a, a little bit of a, a light game, if you will, um, it, it may change the second game. But I, I really, I truly believe that the team that wins the, uh, the first game, uh, when you play a, sort of a back-to-back against the same team, they really are at a disadvantage playing the second team, the second game because of the fact that uh, I think uh, when you lose that first game, the urgency level of winning the next game goes really high because it's a it's a head-to-head. And in our situation, Colorado's been you know right behind us, and uh, you know the urgency level was really increased for them last night. And uh, you know uh, we had to battle back and get a victory. But it uh, from a preparation standpoint, it, it just it's probably easier for the coaching staff and for the players to to know what the uh, the teams are doing in terms of uh, being familiar with them, and it's just tweaking. Uh, it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game. Uh, uh, example: uh, they did some things on their on their uh, their power play breakout in the, in the first game, and uh, we made some adjustments uh, versus that, and then it forced them to adjust again. Uh, so it becomes a little bit of a cat and mouse game. Hey, Coach, uh, you know, playing a home-and-home like that against a team, you know, the same team, it kind of gives you a good indication really on what some of your strengths and weaknesses are, aren't they? I mean, you're playing a team on the road, so you know how you play on the road, but then you get to play that same team, the same personnel at home, and I'm sure that there's probably a difference between playing on the road and at home. So, you know, what are some of the things that you look at uh, differently as your ball club plays the same team twice? Well, uh, you know, in game one, uh, one thing that, uh, you know, when you play, that was our first time playing Colorado, and, so you get a feel for them, and and what they did in the uh, in the first game is they they got into the offensive zone and got into what we we call a two-three set where they'll have two forwards really deep uh, doing a lot of interchanges and cycles, and their third guy would be uh, high above the circles, and then they they'd be uh, sliding down with their defense into the play, and if you go into traditional coverage, which is uh, you know a defenseman and a and a and a forward down low. Uh, what it does is your defense in front of the net is really caught in between. He wants to stay at the net, but at the same time, the guy that he has to probably cover is, is standing way at the top of the circles and really pulls him away from the net. And they they found some some some, some soft seams against us in, in game one. Uh, so we adjusted to a what we call a, a non-traditional uh, two-on-two, where uh, we just allowed our two defensemen to play all the low stuff and and just popped our or send them in high or, or low forward really high and, and really uh, allowed it to be turn into a, a man-on-man situation versus a, a little more of a zone situation. So little, a little adjustments like that mm-hmm. after you play a team um, pays off. I mean, last night I, uh, I really thought that uh, we should have probably ended up with a shutout last night. Uh, mm. X, you know, uh, made probably an error on the first goal and yeah. probably should have had the second one. But uh, he's he's covered our backs so many times and saved our our, our backs that uh, it was nice to return the favor once in a while for him. But uh, that was the adjustment we made in terms of defensively against Colorado because they, they sort of exposed us in that area 
the other night and not playing them very much. Uh, you don't really pick that up uh, sometimes off film. You have to play a team to really get a feel for what they their strengths and their weaknesses are. Barry, you got the opportunity to spend some time around uh, your rookie defenseman Ryan Ellis at the Jordan Tutu show, and obviously his contributions uh, in a short amount of time have been uh, have been great for this for this team. In fact, going into last night's game, he had two goals and two assists in the last two games. Uh, I was really impressed with the young man. It's easy to be impressed when you look at basically his resume in uh, you know coming up through the ranks in juniors. He's I think won about every award there is to to win. He's a first round pick of this organization, but I was also impressed really just his demeanor, what he brings off the ice. Uh, what's your impressions of Ryan Ellis to this point? I'm I'm really happy with with Ryan. As you said, he's probably one of the most decorated junior players in, in the history of. Uh, Junior hockey has won, you know, uh, numerous medals at the junior level, championships, um, top defenseman awards, all those type of things. But you know, the one thing that Ryan Ellis uh, really impresses me with is that he, you know, a lot of times we say uh, in in sport, you know, the player gets it. Uh, he's under he's undersized. He's had to face that all his life, so he's had to find ways. Uh, to showcase what he does and, and be effective against, uh, you know, people that are a lot bigger than him. And uh, um, we asked him to, to get some pace into his game And in terms of he played so many minutes that he actually had a very slow pace, and he, he's adjusted that and his skating has come along. Um, we've asked him to, you know, be better in terms of the one-on-one defending. He's done that. Um, I was listening to him do an interview the other day, and this is, to me, one of the great things about Ryan Allison. Uh, is that he was talking uh, to um, uh, some reporters the other day, and they were talking about you know the difference between junior and the American League in the NHL. Probably 99% of the the young men that come up will say you know it's a uh, players are bigger, faster, stronger, which is is correct. Um, but at the same time, his answer was uh, it wasn't you know they were bigger, faster, stronger. He says the details at the NHL level are so important because one mistake always ends up in your net mm. versus the other leagues where you can make numerous mistakes and they don't you know those turnovers aren't always executed and he says the biggest thing in the NHL is the importance of the details in the game and when he said that I knew right there that this this young man has it and he's going to be successful in this league yeah i asked him that exact question wednesday night and that was his answer i in fact it threw me off because i expected him to say what you said you know why reporters like him so much right why is that because he hands out money to reporters Mm. to talk about it oh boy have you have you seen the youtube video (laughs) no i haven't you'll have to check that out it's it's very funny it's by upper deck i thought you were going to say it was the red beard (laughs) <laughs> people are digging on. Hey, Coach, um, you know, looking at your upcoming schedule here, Philadelphia comes into town on Saturday night, um, followed by the first New York team in the Islanders and the second team that played in the Classic, the Rangers. Eastern Conference foes, you know, tell us the difference between playing those guys and playing the guys that you traditionally play in the West. Well, you know, when you play teams from the other conference, you don't – you just see them on TV. You don't get a feel for what their strengths and weaknesses really are. I, you know, I, I can watch a game and I can – I can sort of understand what their their strengths and their weaknesses are, but once you play a team head to head, you know certain things that you do exposes certain things, and you feel like you can 
take advantage of certain things and vice versa for the other team. And uh, that's you, you have to worry about your game and it becomes a little bit generic, uh, probably the first period. And as the game goes on, you sort of get a, a feel for what what their game's all about. So uh, it's always important just to, to be really sharp on your game early and then and adjust to you know the, the other team a little bit as, as how they play uh, as the game goes on. Uh, the, the biggest challenge, I think, in the next three games for us is that, you know, obviously Philadelphia is a high-profile team. I would probably say them, the Rangers, Boston are probably the three top teams in the East. Uh, we're going to play uh, those two teams, uh, you know, on the, you know, you know, we play Saturday and then we play them Tuesday. In between that, we play the Islanders, who are a, a, a good hockey team, but haven't, you know, they're, and in terms of the standings, their standings are they're a little lower in the standings. Mm-hmm. But they're a very talented team up front, uh, very quick. And, you know, I, I, they played the, the Philadelphia last night and really should have won the game. Uh, they, they really were all over Philadelphia from the, the little bit that I did see. Um, and so it is a little bit of a trap game. So you're you're playing two of the top teams, and then in between is the Islanders who um, can be overlooked very easily. And uh, the Islanders, you know, uh, beat Detroit 5-1 the other night. Uh, they should have beat Philadelphia last night. Uh, a bad goal uh, ended up being the difference uh, in that game. But uh, really, New York was, uh, from uh, the short scouting report that I got this morning, they were a much better team. So um, that is probably the trick is that we're just going to have to uh, you know, play through those games and make sure that we don't fall into any kind of a trap. Hey, Coach, one quick question before we go to break. Um, I was having an interesting conversation in the locker room yesterday after you guys' this morning skate, and it, it kind of goes under the guise of the, I was actually surprised at the number of scores that you've had, the number of different scores that you've had uh, for your for your team this year. And in this discussion, we were talking about the productivity from the third and fourth lines, you know, and those guys basically being hungry because they're playing for jobs, so to speak. You know, what are your thoughts about you know the contribution from the guys that you know are later on getting into the game? Well, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you can get contributions for your whole lineup, you know, you, when you look at the Nashville Predators, the way where you don't, you know, you don't see, see a line that you go, boy, that's uh, you know Getzloff, Perry, Ryan, you know, they're they're just a dominant line. I, I think we've got, uh, you know, with, with the Kostichin, Fisher, Erat line, it is a a really good two way line. Uh, that can that can hurt you a little bit more on the rush and the cycle uh, and the leg one line uh, with Colin Wilson and Hornquist. Uh, they've got uh, you know uh, Wilson who's a really good playmaker. We've got a little bit of, of size and strength to him, and then Leggy's got the experience and speed. And 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 Patrick Hornquist is that very determined net front player. Um, and a lot, they get most of the attention. They get most of the first and second line uh, duties, and also the the top four defensemen they see every night. Uh, where we've had really good production is is in the in the bottom part of our lineup with guys like, you know, Spalling, Bork, Tutu, and and uh, Craig Smith, who we put at center on the on that line, and Matt Halastrick's got nine goals, you know, on that fourth line. Uh, it really gives us some balanced scoring. You know, when when I what I did a lot, like last night was I, you know, went with the four lines in the in the first period we fell behind, um, and I I went you know sort of uh, three three lines in the second, trying to get back into it, and we got back into it. And then in the third period, I went to three lines of basically four and moving guys around and getting a fresh set of legs on, mm. uh, on each line almost every shift. So 
um, that was sort of the thought process. And, and what I always try to do is take that fourth line and um, and make them very specific. If it's Jared Smith and killing penalties or, or taking important face-offs or it's Matt Halischuk giving us some speed and energy or, or Craig Smith doing uh, giving you a little bit of that speed and and uh, offensive uh, push up front. So I, I moved them around a little bit in the uh, in the third period, and you know we were lucky last night. Uh, David Leguan was really good and uh, got us a big goal, especially in overtime. You know we talked about the NHL realignment, and it looks like there's been quite a snag. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on that when we come back. Okay. Okay. 